Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. We got two days until the big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Giants luckily managed to escape this you know, wild card round with minimal injuries. We didn't really, really not have that much uh, go on aside from Aziz Ojolari getting that quad injury. He said it's really painful. He's going to give it a go, but I wouldn't expect him to be such an impact player in this upcoming game. So we're going to have to rely a lot more on guys like O'Shane Zimenez and, you know, Hattie and um, other guys who just, you know, otherwise we would prefer not to be on the field. But, you know, this season has kind of been the story of backups and reserves rising to the occasion. So while we might not want them on the field because they are backups for a reason, a lot of them have really played above expectations. And, you know, I'm confident this coaching staff is going to get the best out of these guys, um, even though this Philadelphia Eagles, you know, offensive line is one of the best in football, if not the best in football. So we're going to need all hands on deck going 125% in this game. But ultimately, Giants walked away last from last game relatively healthy. We're going to go through the injury report, kind of discuss the imp- implications of some guys who may be limited or who's, um, you know, full participant. A lot of guys were limited, but ultimately I think there was more so just rest and making sure that they were 100% for this upcoming game and trusting their bodies and trusting that they'll be prepared when it comes down to it, Anthony. But uh, when you're looking at this team, the health situation, I'm optimistic right now. How are you feeling and how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm really excited for Saturday night's game, and the health situation is positive for the Giants. Thank God, right? They, they, they didn't rule anyone out today, which is a huge positive. Now, Aziz Ojolari, as you mentioned, is ruled questionable, but that's it. Nobody else has a doubtful designation. Nobody has a problem. Nobody's ruled out. So the only player that is at risk of missing this game is Aziz Ojolari, and that's a that's a good thing, right? I mean, of course we want Aziz Ojolari to play, but the fact that we don't have anyone else questionable to play, that is a great silver lining here. So hopefully Aziz is able to play. You said you think he's going to give it a go. I also think he's going to give it a go, but I don't know how much he's really going to be able to prove to produce on the field. I think Aziz Ojolari playing with a quad injury, he's probably going to be hampered by that, but I think he's going to try to play through it. And listen, I'd rather have Aziz Ojolari out on the field than whatever backup. A hobbled Aziz Ojolari sounds good to me because we know what a force he is when he's healthy, and I think that he could still be a pretty solid player, even if he is a little bit banged up going into this game. Of course, we have a huge matchup coming up, divisional round, but the Eagles have arguably the best offensive line in football. So it's all hands on deck. If Aziz Ojolari is healthy enough to go out there, I want him out there because that is the the one game where you need all of your best pass rushers available to you because when you're going up against an offensive line that is that solid, you just need all hands on deck, like I said. So again, another big takeaway though is that off the injury report completely, Adoree Jackson, once again. So he was taken off the injury report, played in that wild card matchup against the Vikings, played great, was honestly maybe the key to winning that game and shutting down Justin Jefferson, but then he hurt his back in that game. So he was on the injury report earlier this week. Now he's off the injury report. So the Giants are looking really healthy just in time for this game. I was looking at the Eagles injury report yesterday. A lot of rests. Alex, what is your take on that? I don't know if you saw that, but they had like seven players take a rest day on Wednesday coming off of a bye week, which was very confusing to me. Not really sure what to make of that, but again, it looks like the Giants are healthier than the Eagles are going into this matchup. Look, the entire kind of aura around the Eagles right now is exuding confidence, right? Like, they're talking about stuffed pizza and shit, you know what I mean? They're talking about nonsensical things when 
their most important game of the season is coming up on Sunday. And I feel as though they're looking past the Giants right now. I feel as though they're like, we got this game in the bag, and the Giants, we've already steamrolled them twice this season. We got our full our full team. Everyone's healthy except for Avanta Maddox, who's their top uh, nickel corner. So if he's unable to go, obviously that opens up an opportunity in the slot for the Giants. Richie James might have a big game because of that. I was actually just looking at some numbers for their cornerbacks, and Darius Slay's had a pretty tumultuous year. He's given up four touchdowns and 500 yards. But James Bradbury has been locked down this season. He has been really good. He's given up 429 yards, over 1,000 snaps, um, with two touchdowns, three interceptions, and 12 pass breakups. He's been really, really good. They play a lot of zone. They're not going to really play a lot of man coverage on us, so we're going to have to find those pockets. Avanta Maddox being out is a big thing if he is. Um, it'll open up some some shallower concepts where the Giants do like to operate. Now, the question is, like, kind of as you said, um, with this Eagles team right now, personally, I feel like they feel like they're going to roll over us, and I just feel like that's a good thing for the Giants. The, the Eagles think that they have this in the back, that they're, you know, going to destroy us because they've done it two times already this season. The Giants are healthy. They're healthier than they've been um, when they've played them both times. And, I mean, the second time was really just a wash because they walked out Davis Webb, obviously. But, you know, the fact that the Giants have actually gotten healthier, gotten some key pieces back, they're really hitting their stride right now. They're coming off a ridiculously impressive win over the Minnesota Vikings in the wild card. You know, how are you feeling right now? Because everything about the Eagles seems like they they're overly confident and that's kind of reminiscent of the 2007 season for the Giants when everyone was like the, it's the Giants you know they suck you know even 2010 they're not that good they lost some big games that year they you know they've lost against some crappy teams whatever it might be and I kind of get the sense that this team is way better than it was six seven weeks ago which is kind of reminiscent of those old campaigns with Eli Manning at the helm we saw DJ kick it into another gear this past weekend against the against the Vikings and if he can maintain that pace and really just put it all on the table against the Eagles this team can sneak out a win you know going away they play really well away they don't play um, as well as they do at home and, and I get the sense it just feels like they're playing with house money and they're like well let's just go have some fun let's go kick some ass and take some names and leave it all on the field and you know what are your thoughts right now about this team and, and the health being a factor and just the fact the kind of the feeling the Eagles feel like they have us yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I've been looking uh, into what the Eagles are saying, what analysts are saying about the Eagles. It's, there's just an overwhelming confidence in Philadelphia from media analysts, from the coaching staff of the Eagles, it looks like, as well. And that's when upsets happen. That's what I keep saying. I, I think that when you look at a team that just feels so confident that they're going to win and they feel like they don't even have a matchup this upcoming week, that's when upsets happen. Because when you underestimate your opponent that significantly, that's when you make mistakes. You get overconfident. You make plays that you shouldn't make. And of course, you lose a game. So I know everyone wants to count the Giants out, say that they don't have a chance in this game. That's what Philly fans are doing, and that's what Stephen A. Smith is doing. All of these people are saying the Giants don't even belong this far. They've had their fun, blah, blah, blah. No, the Giants are a good football team. They're a very well-coached football team, and when they play like they played last week, they can beat every single team in the league, and I don't think that it's fair to rule them out two days before this game begins. I think when that game starts, the Eagles are going to get a little bit of a wake-up call because what we know from Mike Kafka, he knows how to script together a first drive. I have a feeling that the Giants are going to go out there, march down the field pretty early on, and give the Eagles a wake-up call, and then it's going to become a game because I think that they're going to be a little bit sluggish, especially coming out of this bye. They're rusty. They were playing their worst football of the season to close out the season. If you look at their final four weeks, the Eagles committed nine turnovers in four games to close out the year. And let's not say, oh, but they had a backup quarterback in. No, for two of those games, they didn't. Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions in two games. So let's not just say that it was Gardner Minshew's fault. It wasn't. It wasn't 
Gardner Minshew's at fault at all. It was the Eagles. In general, they just developed a turnover problem for the final month of the season, and I, I don't know why we would just assume that that's gone away magically because they had a bye week. I think that what, what you see a lot of the times is these teams, they take their bye week, you know, they get the first or second seed in the pass, they get their bye week, and they get really confident coming out of that bye, really sluggish and rusty, and they get out there and they get their asses kicked. Giants fans should know that all too well because, first of all, that happened to us in 2008 when we lost to the Eagles in the divisional round, and it happened to the Packers in 2012 when the Giants beat them in the divisional round. We've seen it before. We know exactly what happens sometimes with these NFC teams that are the first seed in the NFL, have all the confidence in the world, sit and just think about how good they are for a week on a bye, come out of that bye, real sluggish. And I think that one of the things that I'm seeing on this injury report, again, you're seeing seven players rested on Wednesday. Some some ridiculous amount of players rested for the Eagles on Wednesday's practice. Why? They're, they're coming off of a bye week, and you're trying to tell me that they're not overconfident, and they're not going to be coming out of this bye week rusty and sluggish? I think that they are. I don't think that they're ready for prime time, and I think that the New York Giants are. So, I'm ready for this game. I am super excited. I think that anyone who's counting the Giants out this early is a fool, and they're going to be put to rest on Saturday. I think that the Giants are going to go out there and play a really solid game. You look at the health of these two teams, the Giants are healthier. When you look at the players on the injury report for the Eagles and you do a little more digging, yeah, Lane Johnson is on there. He's playing through an injury because he has to play in that game. But if this was a regular season game, he might not be playing. He's a full participant in practice, whatever. That man is hurt. And Brandon Graham, the guy who had three sacks against the Giants in, the, in week 14, he has an illness, and maybe that's why everyone is resting. Maybe they're all sick, and they don't want anyone to know it. I don't know what the case might be, but we Giants fans know when Andrew Thomas got sick how poorly he played, I, and Brandon Graham is probably going to be struggling to play through an illness. So I think that when you look at these two teams, look at who's healthier, look at who's hot and who was ice cold to end the regular season, the Eagles were ice cold, and the Giants right now, red hot. This is going to be a game on Saturday, and nobody should, should be sleeping on the New York Giants right now. No, they shouldn't, and, and you kind of said it right there. The Eagles are cold. The Giants are as hot as they've been all year long. And I also want to throw out the fact that the Eagles almost lost a couple of big games, right? They lost their last two of three games, one against the Saints, one against the Cowboys. It was a high-scoring contest. They almost lost to the Bears. They almost lost to the Colts. They lost to the Commanders. We, we destroyed the Colts. We destroyed the Commanders in the second go-around. Um, this is a team that has nearly lost. They almost lost to the, Wash, uh, the Cardinals early on in the season. And the Jaguars, they won by, you know, eight points. So it's a reasonable margin. And then they barely beat the Lions to open this year. Like, they've had some close games. And the Lions are a good team. The Colts are really bad. The Commanders are pretty bad um the Texans almost had their number then they pulled away in the fourth quarter so you know the this is a team the Eagles team that is kind of like shows up and disappears at times um so I kind of feel as though this Giants team can make some noise early but the thing is they have to really set the tone early they got to get come out of the gates they got to script a really nice first drive so here's a question for you Anthony would you prefer that the Giants defer let's say have it they have the choice would do you think they should defer or do you think that they should um, accept the opening kickoff and try to score ASAP, or do you think you give the Eagles a chance to set the tone? Yeah, so in the past, I probably would have said give it to us because I want to see that offense go out there quickly, but I like the way that the Giants' offense in recent weeks has been responding, right? Because what we saw against the Vikings in particular, the Giants did not have the ball to start the game. They got it to start the second half, but they came out there and they still scripted an incredible drive, and that's what I like to see. So I, I want the Giants to defer if they if they win the toss. You know, let's start out in the second half, get red hot to close out the game, get that advantage, that extra possession in the second half. That's really what you want, and I think that no matter what, if the Giants have the ball first or not, they're going to script together a pretty good drive. I'm very confident in Mike Kafka right now. He is 
so deep in his bag. Honestly, I have this like wild conspiracy theory. I think that the Giants offense that we saw for the majority of the regular season, it was like like a quarter of the playbook and now they're just opening it up and taking the other three-fourths of the playbook out and saying here you guys didn't know we had this up our sleeve you didn't know we had the quarterback power you didn't know we had the zone read option with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley we're gonna pull out all of that right now all the stuff that we left off the film in the regular season it's coming out right now during the postseason I really think that's what Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are up to right now I think that there's a hidden playbook I think they have a regular season playbook and then I think they have a postseason playbook and right now we're seeing the postseason playbook because we are seeing a lot of aggressive play calls, some play calls that are just putting their players in wide open positions to make plays that is maximizing the talent of Daniel Jones. Again, I've been really impressed with Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, especially in that first postseason game. So I'm confident in this offense. They don't need the ball to start the game and get hot. I think that they can get hot at any moment. And I'd rather them take the ball in the second half, march downfield, get that scripted drive there and get that advantage going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think you probably follow the same exact plan you did this past weekend um, against the Vikings. You give them the ball first, and yes, they marched on the field. And the thing is, the Vikings are the, were the number one scoring team or number two scoring team um, on opening possessions, so they scored a lot of points, and then they got progressively worse as the game went on. The thing about it is, like when you're in the Lincoln, you know, you're you're in uh, that stadium with the, against the Eagles. You got to quiet their fans early. You know what I mean? You have to put them in a mood where they're like stunned. You got to stun the Eagles and their fan base because the fan base helps make them as strong as they are. You know what I mean? It's like that energy source behind them. Like every like suit, it's like Iron Man, like his, his, his little like whatever thing he puts in his chest. That's like the fan base for the Eagles. They elevate them. If you can stun them early, you can, you can get some advantage. You can put some points on the board. Um, it's difficult. It's not easy to play there. But I will say this. The Giants showed us they can get it done. And it's going to have to probably come mostly on the ground because they have the number one pass defense in football. So Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, run the football effectively. This is probably going to be a very – if I was to guess, i say we see a very similar game plan as the Giants pulled out against the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears. A lot of play action, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of design runs for uh, Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley's, I mean, I, he he didn't get a lot of action in the second half of that last game. I bet you he's 100% healthy, ready to freaking rock. Like, he's got to be on top of his shit. Now, he had a couple runs in that game that were electric. He made the most of every single opportunity he got against the Eagles. He's got to make the most and then some. So, it's going to be interesting, guys. I'd love to hear your perspective on that specific question. Would you rather defer or would you rather keep the football on the opening kick, try to stun the Eagles or play a more defensive conservative route and then, you know, try to try to stop them early, then rebound, try to get that ball um, without letting them get any points and then get it in the second half and hopefully, you know, compound that into some additional leverage and additional advantage. But Anthony, you know, I, you have one last thought on that matter. Yeah, I have one last thought, and I just want to talk about Jalen Hurts real quick because we got to talk about how this guy is not playing good football in the final month of the season and why. I, I mean, I just see everyone saying, like on Twitter and all the analysts on ESPN and everything, they're talking about how Jalen Hurts is healthy and he's going to put the Giants to rest right now. Let's go over these stats from the final four weeks of the season. Alex, this is going to blow your mind, okay? So the Eagles, in the final four weeks of the season, they went 2-2. Two and two. They lost one game to the Cowboys. They lost one game to the freaking Saints, 20-10. to 10. And those two wins, 22-16, to 
15 win over the Giants that you and I both know was a way closer game than it should have been. And then also 25 to 20 against the Chicago Bears. They almost lost to the freaking Bears. Do you remember that game? The Bears had a huge lead on the Eagles. Let's look at Jalen Hurts' stats because everyone wants to say no. They had a backup quarterback in during that time. Okay, boo-hoo. Look, listen to these stats, right? Jalen Hurts in those two games, how many touchdown passes do you think he threw? Zero. He had zero touchdown passes and three interceptions. And you guys all want to tell me that Jalen Hurts coming back is a savior of the Eagles and he's going to kick the Giants to shit on Saturday? Uh uh. I don't buy it, man. I think that he is just as cold as the rest of that team. And I think that this bye week is only going to hurt them. And I'm feeling really good about the Giants going into this game. I don't want to get overconfident here because I know we're the underdogs and everything. But I'm getting really annoyed about the discourse with the Eagles, man. Alex, I know you are too. They are just so confident in themselves right now. But when you look at the football that that team was playing to close out the season, again, nine turnovers in four games, three of those from Justin Hurts in two games, or Jalen Hurts in two games, they're not playing good football. And I think that the Giants are really in a position to give them a, a real stark wake-up call. Yeah, I hope so. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We got two more sleeps until we play the Eagles, and we are absolutely hyped. We got you guys covered with any updates and news that come out. Um, should be pretty smooth sailing from here on out, knock on wood, but we're confident. We feel good. We like the way this Giants team is playing, and we're always going to be eternal optimists. So let's go freaking Giants, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.